Hi, everyone. It's Sarah Jean Vavrin. Um, before we get into this episode, I just want to give a quick trigger warning. Towards the end, we do talk about sexual assault and sexual assault claims. If that makes you uncomfortable, um, I will give you a warning before it happens so you don't have to uh, listen to that. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the podcast as usual. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pitch and Tonic podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Sarah Jane Vavrin. We've got Kyle Morrow. Hello, and, and our wonderful we, guest. And our wonderful guest, Peyton Redwood. Hello. <laughs> so, Peyton, why don't you kind of give the viewers, um, tell them a little about yourself, um, Okay. <laughs> I don't know you. Um, well, uh, I, my name is Pete, and I am a singer-songwriter. Um, I sing silly songs, and <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I went to Cornish College of the Arts. I teach, uh, and I have a special interest in lyricism. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for those of you who have been following, Kyle and I both went to Cornish College of the Arts. So we've known Peyton for kind of a while now. <laughs> we would always yes. see Peyton in the hallway. Every once in a while, I'd be like, Peyton, are my lyrics good? And Peyton would be like, yes, they're good. Trust yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, we, we're just here. We're just here to have a good time. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so when we kind of uh reached out to Peyton and asked, like, what do you want to do for the podcast? Um, Peyton had a really great idea to talk about three different artists that they really love and enjoy. And we're gonna talk about storytelling, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. I know we yes. just talked about it, but <laughs> Yes. And I mean, what better way? Black History Month is such a, I feel like um, the art of storytelling in the Black community is just an act of resistance. It is um, history, it is culture, and I think it's really important. So what better way to start Black History Month than with storytelling? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. So what artists do you want to start with? I'll kind of let you take the take the yeah. lead, Peyton, and we'll hear we'll be here for you. I'll talk a little bit about um, storytelling and how I see it and why I think it's important. Um, and then, yeah, I think we'll lead off with probably like some um, Lauren Hill, or no, we can start with Andre. We'll okay. start with Andre. Yeah. So, um, yeah, storytelling to me. I feel is very, very important. And I think when I started to, I think in my family, we use stories as, I mean, a like this is how we gather together is we know that every event that happens is gonna have a story involved. Like we'll have our elders just tell us things about the past, whether they've been told a million times or they're new stories. Each time that you tell this story, there's like different ways that you can um, make this story come to life. And 
bring out the history of like your family of you know what's going on in um the world like you can make stories um that are fabricated and stories that are very true and you can mix them in between and i think it's really important because it keeps all of that history alive for generations and generations and generations like um Music, I think, is such a good way to use storytelling, but it's not just limited to that either. I feel like you can use storytelling. I use it when we cook. Like my family, we have a thing where we don't write any recipes down um, ever. We do not write any recipes. If you want to learn the recipe, you have to hear the stories in the kitchen with them and learn it that way and memorize everything. <laughs> There's like so many ways. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And so with music, I feel like I started getting into my lyrical writing um, and trying to figure out my voice. And I couldn't figure out why it was so hard for me at first to write lyrics. I didn't write like my first full song with lyrics until I was a senior in college. <laughs> um, I and I've, I've, and I've written too. so much. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Songwriting. <laughs> um, but I couldn't figure out why it was so hard for me. Like I can write in journals all day. I can, um, I loved being in creative writing classes and being able to like just fully write stories. Um, but writing lyrics was hard for me because these stories I realized if I'm writing lyrics, um, not that they have to be shown to the public, but I want them to be heard, right? And there was like this disconnect of like, oh my gosh, why, why can't I, like, I, I, I can't write about myself. Like I, I'm having such a hard time writing about my feelings, my emotions, all of this stuff. And it was because I didn't feel like my stories were, um, you know, good enough to be told or, or like, like, um, that uh, no one could relate. Like there's like this sort of disconnect between the audience and what I want to say and also how vulnerable it is to be a storyteller and to tell these stories um and I think throughout hip-hop um you see the confidence grow in storytelling you can see like in the beginning a lot of the music was specifically about partying and about like this vibe you know everybody's just having a good time and like shit was rough but like we're focusing on the good of things and then you start to further along, um, you know, throughout the years of hip hop, I think it, it's transformed into, we have these storytellers who are now willing to give us a piece of themselves and to give us stories of where they come from, whether, you know, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, whatever it is, and give us these stories that are real stories. And then you have a whole community who's seeing these stories and can relate to them in that way. Um, but it's it's hard. It's like this visible thing. Andre 3000, I think, is a great um, person to use because, uh, again, hip hop was like, a lot of it was just about like talking about parties, talking about like getting girls, hanging out, whatever, getting, getting they she's, whatever. Um, and then you have the South coming up with 
all of a sudden we're going to talk about like gutter shit. We're going to talk about, you know, the stuff that we've been through that has hurt us, the history of what's going on in my community right now. We're going to put a spin on it where it's, you know, relatable to the people who've been there and it's funny to them. Like some of the content is, you know, just like, absolutely. If you're reading these lyrics, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is some, you know, cutting through the heart shit, but they put these witty spins on them. They decide to, um, insert like different things from history that make it like into this beautiful masterpiece like putting love and pain into one bubble and giving it to that audience which I think is really really important visible visible visibility yeah <laughs> wow that was a long rant a little bit <laughs> no perfect yeah I loved it it was great um do you think uh, uh, uh do you mind if I ask you a question yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> cool. Do you think, um, like being able to like connect with your like storytelling and being able to kind of, uh, make yourself feel like your stories are valid. Do you think that was like hard at Cornish because it was a predominantly white institution? And yes, yes. Okay. 110%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still, I think when I, when I graduated from Cornish, um, it, I started having to really look into that, um, because the songs that I was writing were things that were true to myself, but, um, the songs that I was writing when I was in college also felt like I was watering down myself, mm. watering down myself to be relatable to other people, because I knew that my experiences and where I come from, a lot of people at my school would not understand that or be able to relate to what I'm talking about or might not even you know it's as simple as like I might use a metaphor or I might use something that they don't understand that no one understands at all like has no reference or history of that which is also cool like I wish that I would have opened up a little bit more but I was growing into my songwriting and growing into how I write and what um, I was willing to be vulnerable with at the time, but yeah, finding my identity through writing, um, and being, I, I come, when I came to Cornish, um, I think I was a little bit more open in terms of like talking about things. And then when I realized that a lot of people couldn't relate is when I, my writing started to reflect, um, mm. and like drawing on what I know people could relate to. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of censorship, which I think happens a lot. I think a lot of artists um, will start to censor themselves because um, they don't want people to see the 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 gritty or the ugly beneath. Because um, it's vulnerable. It's so vulnerable to share a lot of the things that people share in their art. And it's so beautiful and it's so necessary. It's so needed to share that. Um, yeah, Cornish was interesting in that in that manner. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I was about to say just in uh, academia in general, right? Because we're all music. We were music majors. We have a music degree, right? And we always talk about all of these songs, like 
whether it be back in history in like classical music or a little earlier history in jazz. And then like, we, we study those, right? And we think, oh, wow, they were so vulnerable, blah, 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 talking about this stuff. But in reality, it's like, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, oh, totally. In academic, in academic music. Uh, yeah. But they tell us to. Yeah. Suddenly when it's like this nitty gritty, like, it's like almost like sometimes vulgar language and it's just like real language, it almost gets shut down. It's like, oh, you need to pull yeah. back a tiny bit. Yeah. And I think too, um, in academia, we have this uh, tendency to want to be like not human, not, not, not human, but like, we just want everything to be so complex. We don't uh, like simplifying things um, or like, you know, uh, bringing, <laughs> I always felt very, very um, weird when I would bring in just a chart that had four chords on a loop for like instrumentalists and stuff because I was like, oh gosh, they're gonna be like the same four chords over and over again. You know, this isn't like, e this is easy stuff. When in actuality, you know, it's it's not like that. That's something, you know, I mean, it can be like that. Some, you know, <laughs> there's, there's people who are like, this is too simple or whatever. And I think the same goes for lyrics. You know, when you write something just simple, you know, something that, I mean, it's just, there uh covert over uh you know like people have a tendency um to think that because it's simple it's not gonna be received well but sometimes that's the best uh, most times that's the best shit because it's just it's there it's said it's said what it's needed to say and a lot of people can relate to that you know just I'm gonna cut right to the point right here this is what I want to say um, I have a tendency to like, when I'm writing either, I am very like, this is what I'm talking about. This is it. Or I'm extreme. You will not know what I'm talking about at all because I don't want you to know what I'm talking about. And it's a very vulnerable personal thing. And I think the difference between those two for me is when I'm very, um, open and like forward about what I'm talking about it's something that I feel like an audience can relate to or the people that I want to you know like this is something that I'm like okay this is this is cool and this is watered down and when I'm cryptic I feel like that's what I'm talking about my personal personal self and in, in its in its all of its everything and I'm not willing to open up about it yet <laughs> but I want you to hear what I have to say mm -hmm. it's almost like if you in the cryptic one it's like well if you know me yeah you yeah get, if you, can, you, you know you me guess. you'll know what I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah if you don't then I just hope you create a beautiful image in your head of what this is uh and you know just make it up as you go <laughs> I think that's actually the cryptic part is almost it's really important for um like a songwriter a composer or anything to uh to have that portion yeah. in their life because being a musician right you know it's so it's vulnerable we just put ourselves out there yeah right yeah. so you need that one part of just secrecy where it's just like I just want I, myself to know <laughs> yeah I don't need anybody like no one else needs to know this also like I don't know if this is too much for anyone to know but you know I'm gonna just 
I'm going to put it out there, but you just won't. It, it's just part of myself for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It took me a long time to even get to that point of like being cryptic in my writing, allowing people to see my vulnerability, but also feeling like y- you're not, you're not seeing like, you know, and I think that's the coolest thing to me and why I admire, um, Lauren Hill, why I admire SZA, why I admire Andre 3000, um, because they all have, um, have written about some things that, like, I think the public or, you know, people in general have a tendency to judge songs and judge the content in the songs and judge that person. Um, and they're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to just tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you the things that I've done that are wrong or the things that I've done that I'm not proud of, the things that have been done to me that were really hard for me to deal with, but I'm going to give them to you and I want you guys to sit with them because I want you to see me for what I, what I am, who I am, and I don't, yeah. And then they also have that cryptic part of them too, you know, Mm -hmm. some things where you really have to read between the lines to see what they're talking about. Um, it's protecting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah songwriting is very vulnerable. And I'm like, I, I, I'm in a, a, like a new process of like trying to figure out like what I want my sound to be. And at the same time, like trying to figure out like what the stories I want to tell. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you bring all of those things up. Cause I, I think I was subconsciously like shoving all of that to <laughs> Oh my yes. God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was listening to actually, I was listening to Lauren Hill yesterday. I was like prepping for my students and I was just, not only is her vibe in her music just so incredible and um, you can definitely see how her sound has influenced like a plethora of artists um, after her, but just the way she writes her lyrics and the um just crafting her story and not being afraid to have um you know weird uh adding like a couple extra syllables here and there and things like that just yeah like letting it be exactly what she wants it to be and I really yeah. loved that yeah there's not like I mean she wants to say what she wants to say it doesn't like it doesn't matter if it rhymes it doesn't matter if it's in exact syllables it doesn't matter it's just like I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna make it work however it works if I gotta you know stumble a little bit like (laughs) skip a couple words it's cool um and I think the content too uh in what she's talking about is really cool as like for me growing up I feel like I've always, I, I mean, I love hip hop and my dad was a rapper when I was growing up. And so I spent a lot of time like listening to him, listening to um, hip hop and um, something that was hard for me was relating to all of these dudes who are talking about stuff that, you know, I, I have no interest in or relate to, but I can relate to in some, in some regards. And then you hear Lauren Hill, who's talking about heartbreak, who's talking about what it's like being a Black woman surrounded by men all the time, and um, what it's like feeling um, angered or 
um, overjoyed what it's like to feel defeated and having to give your everything to a higher power and just pray. And that was like, wow, I feel so seen. I feel like I'm, I, I know this person because I feel like she's me that like, and it's, it's important to have, um, storytellers because, you know, you, you have to find something to relate to in life, right? We all want to see ourselves in something or know that someone else feels what we feel, whether that's joy or sadness. Um, and she, I mean, is like the first woman to me that was like, this is, this is how I feel, this is what it is. I hope you enjoy it. If you don't, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so Lauren has that vibe. And I think SZA for me um, was someone who was the similar, you know, person to me. Like she's talking about all this stuff that I feel like I, I'm right there with you. I literally have scenes, like my memories are playing like a movie to your music right now. <laughs> Every memory that is associated with this song is just streaming. Um, but she she also talks about a lot of things that like um, black women, I feel like in the community have been over-sexualized, have been um, told that they can't express their sexuality, that they're fast little girls um, and for me, that affected when I was growing up, everything I did. I, I would try and like make sure that I wasn't dressing a certain way, acting a certain way. Um, when it came to like being involved with um, different like pe people, um, romantically, I felt like I had to suppress certain things in order to not seem like I was a certain way or just all of these different things um and SZA was like coming out of the just came out the cuts and talked about all of these things talked about like he cheated so I cheated and I have every like I'm doing that like she just talked about all this stuff um that wasn't addressed in a lot of music that women um black women specifically were not like trying to talk about because it gave them a certain image you know when your grandma's like that's a fast-tailed little girl you're probably not going to write music about you know being a being <laughs> doing your thing you know <laughs> yeah. or being open about that mm -hmm. so I was like I'm gonna put my grandma on the track she's gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna put her on the track she's gonna be telling me how I'm this and that but I'm still doing my own thing and I was like that's some heat <laughs> yeah uh, you bring up a good point where it's like um, the when all these black women are just saying these things in their songs, right? It gives them that image where it's yeah. just like, you're like, that one, that's not a bad thing because they're the ones speaking up for it, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you make it a negative thing, it's like, it's not, one. Exactly. And two, it's just like all these other, you know, all these other people, they don't have the courage to stand up and just say what everyone else is doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you put like, you know, this negative image surrounding something, like that's all the, that's all you're gonna see. And 
I mean, when someone breaks, it's, it's almost shocking when you hear a story of all the things that you were told were wrong, all the things you were told you are not allowed to do because you're this, because you're that. And then someone's like, um, well, I'm doing them. I don't really care what you think. And honestly, it's not even that bad. And I'm gonna explain to you why I don't give a fuck about um, the, you thinking that this is wrong because this is my life, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa this is bold. This is bold. This is courageous. This is like, I mean, I mean, things that could even, cause you know, things, people release songs that, um, that I think, uh, a lot of people would say, you know, like would stop listening to an artist because of the content or the things that they're talking about being something that is like so bold. Um, And for artists to be that vulnerable and be like, I'm gonna tell this story regardless of what anybody is saying, regardless of how, what I fear, because I want people who experience this too to feel like they are seen is just, whoa, yeah. I think it's a great reminder that musicians are still humans. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And musicians just do regular people things everyone does it right yeah yeah I mean <laughs> you think about um you SZA is like openly talking about being a side chick and being like I'm this is my role and I'm gonna take this <laughs> and I'm fine with this. I don't know about y'all I don't know what you guys need but I I this is this is cool for me because I don't want a relationship I was like mm-hmm. damn honestly she on to something. <laughs> She's really on to something. Um, so when you're it when you're writing music, right? What is your process of storytelling? Because <laughs> um, you're saying all these like um, like your your inspirations throughout your childhood and your life, and I'm yeah. like, ooh, I want to know you like how do you do it now? <laughs> so I spent a long time. I write a lot of stories. I um whether they're, I mean, like short fake stories, or I will like just sit in my room and remember something that my mom or my dad told me about something, you know, 50 years ago, and I'll write it down exactly how, you know, and I write poetry, I write all of these things. So when it came to writing lyrics for me at first, I wasn't very vulnerable enough to, you know, like share specific stories. So I would take the stories that I felt comfortable with And I would have a conversation with myself about some of those stories or just like write exactly what I wanted to write down on that page of like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. (laughs) Uh, You know, when you don't remember, do I have music? I don't know if I've written music. I I do that all the time. (laughs) They're like, have I written songs? What are my lyrics? Yeah, have I written a song? Wow, what the, f- okay, anyways, I'll, uh, so, okay, a more recent song. This one, I felt more vulnerable, but it was a little bit more cryptic, and it was probably more cryptic than I've ever written, but the lyrics were, um, I can't find my space and energy inside this place. <laughs> um, you know, I couldn't say, I'm tired, and here you are again, asking me to show what you don't want to know, 
and then you'll wait beside my pillowcase. And that's the whole song. Oh, and then the ending is there's weight on the floor. That's it on repeat. And um, unless you knew me, you would probably, I don't know if that, does that, does, do you like, did that make sense? Those lyrics? <laughs> they may, I, I'm getting a story inside of my head, but I'm trying to not like um, project like certain yeah, yeah, like yeah. parts of your life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to like take it in the, as the moment being like, okay, seems like kind of a sad song. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> That song I had written, um, I, I wrote it very recently, but I wrote it about feeling um, trapped, like feeling trapped in by circumstance, in a space, feeling trapped by my thoughts and by writing things. I always keep my journal by the head of my bed, um, so by my pillowcase. And sometimes I feel like I can't even, um, I feel so drained and so tired that I can't even write down what I want to write. And then also that, I mean, if I write these things down, like you're asking, um, asking me to show what you don't want to know. Like nobody, I mean, is this stuff that is, is the contents of my life important enough for me to write down? Just like random thoughts like this. Um, so I, yeah, I wrote this song about like feeling that way. And I think that was the first time that I had wrote about a feeling that was true to myself other than love. <laughs> I, I think I write a lot about love because I can't connect to it as much. And so it's easy for me to write about something when I'm on the outside of it and like kind of like disassociating. Like I feel like I can write really well when I don't have to write about myself. Even if it's like, I'm writing about an emotion or a thing that I'm feeling, um, and then I put it to a situation that has happened, like I'll put it to something that I have experienced so that you can feel like it's connecting. But it's really, really, really easy for me to write about something that I don't have to, you know, lend myself to or that I'm not, that I'm not feeling. And then this song was, took me probably like, it was the longest that I've ever written a song. I can usually write a song like um, lyrically because I'm just kind of spewing off thoughts. But that one had taken me, and it was the shortest song, probably like a month, <laughs> a month and a half to write. And I remember like being like, why is this so hard? but it's because I'm writing about like something very true to myself and what I'm feeling right now. And it feels gross to be like, God, I'm so tired. I can't stand it anymore. There's weight on the floor and I feel trapped. <laughs> yeah. I can so totally I like to relate to that. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it like, I, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but when I'm especially like looking at a part of myself that is like kind of icky, not necessarily icky as in like, it's not okay to feel these way, feel this way, but something that I'm like, not fully comfortable with sharing with everybody. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to kind of like sit there and kind of open a wound that you kind of already closed off and just pour all of this out. It's like 
it's almost as like you're getting like flashbacks of trauma a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's so uncomfortable to re-experience and at a certain, sometimes, and I can totally understand why it took you a month to write that because at a certain point you have to like, be like, I can't take this anymore. Closing the book, walking away. Yeah. Like you're sitting there and you're like, oh God, it's happening again. I feel it. Like I, like I'm in that place. And, um, and I was just talking uh, to my dad about this of like, um, your songwriting style will continue to grow and continue to change the more that you are able to be vulnerable with yourself I think is like that first person because like I don't I mean I'll share whatever with whoever but I think why it's so hard for me to write it down is because I'm not ready to share it with myself. <laughs> I have things that I won't even say out loud to myself because I'm like, uh-uh, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even like, this is too real. For me to be vulnerable with myself is a huge, huge thing. Um, and so when you're in your room and you're like writing all these things that are like, just random like purple in the sky moving highway 85 I'm like this is fun but then you get serious and you're like who am I what am I so lately what I've been trying to do in order to be more vulnerable with myself is um like I'll sit and write affirmations all day long um, and write things in my journal, but then I realized I need to say them out loud to myself. I have to like look in a mirror, like when I'm writing my lyrics down, I want to like say these to myself so that I believe them, so that I can be a stronger storyteller and like um, continue to grow in what stories I'm willing to give to people, what stories I want you to hear. Um, also, I really liked what you said, and I just thought I would bring up a really cool. Um, one of my favorite Andre 3000 uh, verses, but where it was like all of the things inside of you, he says something of, um, well, it says friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your eardrums. It was a beautiful day off in the neighborhood. Yellows and greens and blues and browns and grays and hues that ooze beneath dilapidated wood. And that, I mean, the yellows and greens is like, uh, what he's trying to do is like give you all these colors, beautiful, beautiful colors that are all covering something that's, you know, in need of repair, but, you know, oozing out beneath dilapidated wood. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> that's it. That's it right there. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm trying to ooze like this. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love when artists can like give us like a piece of wisdom that like we didn't even know we needed. I love those moments. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, I feel like Lauren does that a lot too. I think they all have um, a sense of giving us this wisdom and then like there's a, a verse where Lauren talks about um, Rap rejects my tape deck, projects projectile, whether George and I rank top percentile. Where <laughs> she just, I like, oh man, 
And even after all my logic and my theory, I add a motherfucker so you ignorant niggas hear me. All of this stuff of like, just like, I'm putting it out there. Like you can reject me. You cannot like me, whatever. I'm going to still be who I am and be number one. And I'm still going to say all the things that I want to say. And even after I talk about all of mountains and, and valleys and all of this stuff, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll add something so that you'll listen to it. So at least you're still getting that knowledge. She's like, I don't, you might not want to hear me, but I'll I'll throw something in there. So you'll want to hear it. And then you'll hear the other stuff too. Mm -hmm. Give you a little bit of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Storytelling. I think it, yeah, is so, so important because then it's like, how do, without storytelling, how do we, what makes us visible? What makes us visible? What makes things like relatable? What makes us um, understand or know history without storytelling and understand like who we are as people, you know? Being able to like relate to, historical events versus even just like going down your own line and looking at all these stories and like I'm sure there's like people within your family who you're like oh my god I I yes that's me that's me I we're related but that you (laughs) may not even know you know yeah all right well I think that's probably a good place to wrap this up Hi everyone, it's Sarah again. I just want to give you a trigger warning that this next segment we are going to be talking about sexual assault, sexual assault claims, um, subject matter around that subject. So if that makes you uncomfortable, you should probably click away. Uh, If not, uh, keep on listening. Such a nice meaningful conversation. (laughs) I know, I loved every second of it. I loved it. I'm so glad I... Talking is fun, (laughs) (laughs) fun but hard. Human connection, exactly, exactly, and storytelling. Which honestly, um, Sarah, I, I mean, even having songwriting with you, I've learned um, there's songs that you've written that your lyrics I still hold on to me to this day, that I still think about a lot a lot in the way that you've written them too. Um, there was one where you were talking about something that was very, very vulnerable. And, um, and it was like, it, it was a character song, I believe. So it wasn't something that was um, like your experience, but you wrote about something and you used numbers and all of these things. Um, I'm not going to give you out. I don't want to give it away. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> about, um... Yeah. I wrote about, it was, so when we had songwriting class, it was during the time where I think it was Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. 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 It was during that whole trial situation for people who uh, are listening can kind of think back. And I wrote about the strength. Oh my God. I can't even remember her name. That's so bad of me that I wrote a song about her and I can't even remember her name. Let me look it up so I can give her justice. She deserves to have her name said. Yeah. Give me a second. Ugh, typing his name is gross. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ba, ba, da, da, ba, ba. 
but yeah Continue there was like talking this stuff. while I <laughs> look this up yeah. but um I remember the first time that you sang it for us it was I mean I think everybody was like whoa because there was like this sense of you could feel the tension you could feel you were using numbers and the breath like you know kind of like um giving notion for her like to just breathe and relax in the room that she was in and just like all of this stuff was really like wow wow this is something that I, I still think about it all the time Aww. yeah I, I mean just so so well written to where I like was shivering because I could feel everything that you were saying. And like, there were certain things that just using one, two and, and counting up to a certain point and breathing was like a reminder of like, okay. And you can feel that, you know? Yeah. So her name is Christine Blasey Ford. Um, she went in front of a, I think a judicial hearing against like Congress and all that stuff before Brett Kavanaugh was sworn in for those who forget. Cause I forgot. Cause I can't remember things. Um, because she was sexually assaulted, um, yeah. in high school by him. And she did not think that he was fit to be on the Supreme court. Unfortunately, um, he was still sworn in, um, which is kind of a upsetting, situation and goes to show like our justice system isn't super great yeah um we're trying to change that I mean one tiny little inch at a time because it's like snail pace but centimeter (laughs) honestly but I do I remember that and I remember writing it and thinking um Cause I've had friends and I've had, um, people in my life who've been through like a sexual assault and them feeling very lost because it, it really takes a sense of your identity and it really takes a sense of your humanity with you because you like completely lose control of your body. It, like your, your body was taken from you and it's so vulnerable. Um, yeah. I don't want to get too much into it just because it is like a trigger warning for a lot of people. And I don't want to yeah, like yeah. trigger people. That's why I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you hints so that you know, Yeah, <laughs> I, I know you'll know, but um, yeah. yeah, just to say that that was another, I mean, that class in general, but so many um, songs and the way that they were written in the content in which that, uh, you know, like I'm just using the numbers was just, all you, you you used for that course was like numbers and I could feel myself counting in my head and trying to breathe and relax and it was something that I needed and I think about it all the time and remind myself count count and breathe very important storytelling is so important because you don't get that from just anything you know yeah yeah well before we go Peyton uh Tell the listeners what to be looking out for, where to check you out, where to, yes. where to see your face. Yes. Um, so I have a couple projects that I'm working on right now. Um, my a, a good close friend of mine um, and dear collaborator, 
uh, Liam Hardison will be, he's releasing an album and you will hear um, a lot of me on that, which is <laughs> gonna be a lot of fun. Um, also um, be looking out for a dance film by Maeve Hazelton, who um, I will be writing or composing the piece for. Um, Oya Storms, who is um, has some music coming out, um, performance coming up, uh, a live stream, I believe, that uh, I will also be a part of. Yeah. And then my own music, which it, we'll get there. <laughs> it's a process. Yes. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, we'll put Peyton's social media and all that good stuff in the description down below where you can find it. Like, comment, subscribe, rate us, all the things where you can find us, please. Join our Patreon. We're going to try to have merch please. really, really soon. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to Pitch and Tonic. Music yes. ideas, you can sip with a drink, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.